This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Just go to AdamandEve.com and type in Glory. That's G-L-O-R-Y at checkout, and you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. Hey, guys. It's Giles. Calling from Arkansas. Um, Long-time listener. Listen to every single episode. Uh, You can actually talk to Kit Hogan. You know that? They may think it's a waste of their time, but I'm thinking I'm wasting their time. Uh, but it's one eight five five big dino And option three, uh, you can actually talk to Kent. And I've spent about 20 minutes. He said he had to go to a uh, a board meeting or something. But anyway, love you guys. Uh, everyone should do that. And um, I think so. Waste his time. Or just talk to him. No, you don't have to waste his time. Just talk to him. Hey guys, this is Emma from Colorado. I just listened to the episode with the super duper, can't even explain how racist that phone call message is for the governor of Florida race. Um, And obviously, Colorado, we can't really talk, right? There's just black clans that came out about one of our towns here, Um, Colorado Springs. uh, A bunch of them were founded by KKK. So not like I can speak to it. Um, But I just want to say that that was so racist. I legitimately had chills running up and down my body every time you played it. Like my body stopped getting chills when you wouldn't play it. And then as soon as you press play, I got chills. It was so racist, my body was rejecting it. So I I guess the past is calling. Glory hole, motherfuckers. I mean, can you end on a better note? I don't know. Thanks, guys. Hey, uh, Larry Holm. Uh, Mark from St. Louis. I was just listening to your episode uh, where you said that you guarantee that Donald Trump is going to advocate opening fire on this caravan when uh, just as I left the house, he had just advocated opening fire on the caravan. Yeah. They throw rocks. You're uh, telling the future there, gentlemen. I hope not. All right. Larry Holm. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hill Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 441 of Cognitive Dissonance, and I am all... Geared up, Cecil. We are voting on Tuesday. This is coming out Monday. It is. So it is. vote tomorrow. tomorrow. Watch tomorrow. us afterwards on the live stream with Heath Enright in studio. We'll be live at 8 p.m. Central Time. How excited are you to regain the House, to regain the Senate? It's not going to happen. To regain the House, to 
we just just can we regain the house, please? I hope so. Can we? I really Josh, want it. I really I want the so. house. I hope so. I've been saving diligently yeah. for this house so. for two years. Yeah. I'm sick of the mortgage payment I'm currently paying. <laughs> That's for sure. And I want to foreclose on the current owners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is this is the last plea that I will make. You know, I know that there are some people out there that don't vote. Don't be that person. Be the other kind yeah, of person. Be the other person. We call them better people. Yeah. You should vote. Yeah. If you don't vote, you're an idiot. You yeah. just are. Stop listening. Stop doing everything that you're doing and go vote. Yeah. You should be voting. Absolutely. If you care about anything at all, anything, cats, if you care about cats, Go vote. Yeah. Just go vote. It doesn't even take a long time. Your employer has to give you time off to do it. Go vote. I don't understand yeah. why you're not voting. They if you may live fire in other you, countries, just say, no. go vote. <laughs> they may fire you. Anyway. They might fire you, yeah. but they shouldn't. And yeah. if they do, you if should they get do, unemployment. If they do, you can't have that if there's Republicans. Next time you can volunteer at the polls if they fire you because you'll be free. You'll, you'll have, have plenty free of free time. You'll have, you'll have free, free time. time. So the first article I want to talk about uh, comes from the New York Times. This is uh, an article on Jordan Peterson. It's called Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Custodian of the patriarchy, um, and this is this is a typical sort of New York Times long form yeah. article. So yeah. there's no way to go into the whole thing, and and I guess I want to start off by um, kind of expressing my ignorance. I didn't know much about Jordan Peterson, and I I won't pretend that I do from one article. Yeah, um, but I will say that what I have gathered after reading this article, and then after looking at some YouTube videos that um, I distressingly watched after reading this article. Man, this guy kind of scares the shit out of me. It scares the shit out of me that he's got a following mm-hmm. as big as he has. And he's expressing ideas that are as incredibly problematic. And I didn't realize how. And, and again, it's, it's, I'm just saying like, this is my ignorance. But sure. I had no idea his ideas were as crazily problematic as they are. I thought he was just the guy who didn't want to use trans pronouns. See, and I, I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. But. It's also not real interesting because it's so stupid. You can you can debunk it in a minute, yeah, in a half a and second, and move on. Yeah. You know, the, I think the thing that I caught him at the very height of that. I don't want to use trans pronoun stuff. It was when he first started getting popular. Mm-hmm. Someone um, who uh, on Twitter um, was jawing at us and being stupid toward us, like Tom and I were going back and forth with this person on Twitter, and they had said. See, so come on, man. You got to watch this Jordan Peterson video. I think you'll, I think you'll get something out of it. So I, 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 I was like, you know what? I've been jawing back and forth with this guy. Clearly, I disagree with this guy. He was a Trump supporter. I totally disagreed with him. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out of my way to watch this video. This guy provided a video. I'll listen. I actually downloaded the podcast. I didn't watch the yeah. video. But you know what I mean? I listened to it all. And it was right at the height when, it, when he started becoming popular and it was about him and the trans pronoun thing. Yeah. And it was how he, you know, didn't want to do it. And the whole time I just rolled my eye, I could not stop rolling my eyes. I was rolling my eyes. It's like, are you serious? Cause he kept on making comparisons to using trans pronouns to, you know, the Holodomor, you know, like the yeah, st- right. forced starvation yeah. of, of, of uh, several million people or, you know, the killing of Jews or, you know, those sorts of things. He kept on, you know, we're, we're talking about the Holocaust. He kept on right. bringing yeah. up these stupid comparisons that made no sense. And he just kept, it just felt like fear mongering to me. And I was like, this is boring. This yeah. is just boring. This guy is the Brian Fisher of trans pronouns. <laughs> I was like, he's, he's uninteresting. Yeah, right. He's uninteresting. And even, and the thing is, is like, he can't even waver at, at that point. He couldn't even waver off 
into any particular interesting thing to make fun of him about. Because like you said, it's a dumb thing to even say. Right. Well, so I want to talk about a few things from this article specifically. The first thing I want to talk about is this idea that he goes back to time and again that um, the truth, and this is sort of a broad kind of summarization, right? So he, he has this kind of idea that that there are essential truths about our nature, about what is um, in our character as people that can be found by studying allegory, fairy tales, stories, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the kind of the Bible, everybody, tropes. the Bible, right. which he fucking loves. And he thinks there's, you know, he thinks there's a God. He talks about spirituality. Yeah. Uh -huh. This is a guy who does not, he's not a pretend, he's not a, he's not he's an not atheist. Yeah, he's yeah, not an atheist. Yeah, right, right. And he's not a, he is constantly trying to inject this thought into everything right. he does. So it permeates everything he talks about. And you know, I got to say, like, you know, I mean, as, as a man who's studied English literature and, and I, I do believe that stories are powerful. I do. Um, and sure. I, I talk a lot about, um, about, about telling stories in terms of using stories as ways to understand ourselves, sure. as ways to understand our culture. But, you know, where I differ is that I, I, I think the stories reflect who we are, not who we are supposed to be. And that is like a, there's a, there's a, there's a difference and a problem that I have with Peterson is that he seems to be suggesting that because these allegories and these stories and these sort of narrative tropes all have these kind of thematic threads that run through them, which, which are, um, you, you can find these commonalities and links that, that they reveal a truth, not only about who we are, but that who we are is who we should be. Right. And I, I, I hear that. And it's like, you're confusing, you're confusing the present with the optimal. You're confusing um, what we are with what we have to be or what we should be. And like, that's such a denial of progress. And, and it's such a, a retrograde way of thinking. And it's, it, it's done, I think, purposely in order to um, kind of give validation and verification to an outmoded way of thinking. He's sort of saying like, it's okay if you have a 1940s way of thinking about men and women and the roles of people in the world, it's okay because lots of other people have thought that way too. And so if you so, are yeah, so that, Mayberry yeah. style thinking, if, if you've got this sort of, you know, pre-World War II style um, of thinking, that's okay because lots of other people have also, also been ooking that, and ocking Also have that same style, right. yeah. So he's just... All this is is an appeal to popularity dressed up in kind of this half-assed literary critique. Yeah. And it's lame. And it's fucking transparent. And it's like, like and I remember, I remember when I was in school, I remember I had this, I had this total hard-ass professor. And you'd I'd write these papers and I would draw all these comparisons. And I would, I, you know, I'd pour all this energy into this thing, and I'd hand it in, and I'd be like, ah, oh, I, I, I teased a lot out of that. And she'd write at the end, so what? She wouldn't argue with any of the points I'd made, but if you don't draw a conclusion from those points, yeah. if you don't move the ball forward, you haven't done anything interesting. Yeah. And he's not doing anything interesting. All he's doing is providing, with, providing the people who like these ideas with the authority to think these are good ideas. 
Yeah. And it's an appeal to popularity. That's exactly saying, it. Yeah. Look in this audience. They all think this way yeah. too. We must and be so right, right because it's there's gotta so many be right. It's got to be right. You know, one of the things that he does too is there's a lot of straw manning that he does. He builds a world. He builds he builds this world where he says, in you know, one of the first things he says is that chaos is feminine. Right. Right. So he builds, he's building on these blocks of women are weak, chaos is feminine. Um, men are more powerful. Men should be in charge because they're better at it. Yeah, men are the keepers you know, of men ideas. Are, yeah. Men are the keepers of order. Yeah. And so he has these, these things that he's 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 building on. But it's all it's all just garbage. It's all just false. But then he starts drawing these conclusions later. And it if you allowed the stuff earlier, now you're sort of stuck. Yeah, right? right. You're like, oh, well, and I feel like a lot of these, a lot of these things that people are when they go to vi- go to see him talk, they buy this other stuff because, like you say, it has this truthiness to it, yeah, right? Where that's all like, it is. Like, oh yeah, women are nurturing and evil. You know, <laughs> whatever. You know, I don't know what he's saying at these right. things, right? Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not. I don't know what he's saying. I've only listened to a little bit of what he said and I've read this article. So I'm not going to say I'm a, I'm a, a total, um, uh, somebody who is a, a, has studied this guy completely. And I will recognize that every single person that's ever defended this guy has said, has basically used the, well, if you haven't listened to his entire canon of everything he's ever said, then yeah, you then, can't ever criticize right. a single word he said. Bullshit. There's plenty of quotes in this article mm-hmm. that are abhorrent. And I want to read one of them to you right now. Um, he says, violent attacks are what happens when God. men do not have partners, Mr. Peterson says, and society needs to work to make sure those men are married. And so he's talking about insoles mm-hmm. and he's talking about enforced monogamy. And he talks a lot of times in, 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 in all the stuff he talks about is how, you know, entitled women are, entitled women are. How entitled are men if they just expect somebody to be their bride against their wishes? Well, how yeah. fucking unbelievably yeah. entitled is that? Well, and what what is the it 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 it's comically poorly thought out, right? Because um in his in his fucking crazy diametric worldview, right? Like women are the, the the women are representative of chaos, but like what is more chaotic than this sort of random violence of a group of right. disaffected yeah you know, loners, right? You know, the idea that like we should, as a society, we should give shitty men women as if they were chattel, as if they were property. They're just just property. In order to uh, make men less prone to violence, that is a crazy person's way to think. That is a crazy solution. That is, that is a solution that, that's, yeah. that blames, Absolutely. you know, and, and the other thing like he talks about, like, and, and it, it's so funny. He talks about like, look, if, if, if we continue down this path and I'm summarizing a little bit, but not much, but if we continue down this path, we have, you know, women are going to go to men who have high status, right? And, you know, men who don't have high status won't get women. And as a result, you know, hey, they will be angry and disaffected. Fifty percent of the population. I don't understand what he's talking about. Yeah, right. Like, are, are, yeah. The, are the high status guys have harems of hundreds of thousands of yeah. women? Is that yeah. how this works? I, I, I don't know. But like, he's got this idea. This is this is classic incel thinking, right? That you know, only that it is the fault of sort of high status men 
for taking all the women. This is the same thing as like the black guys are going to get all your white girls, yeah, right? Yeah, right. It's, 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 this is a fear monger. And it also is like, it takes the responsibility, frankly, it takes the responsibility away from the individual to just be attractive. And like, he denies the idea that like, that there are many ways to be attractive in this world, right? Right. That there are a lot of different ways to attract the other sex. And we have a responsibility if we want to attract people to do the work to be attractive, whether that means to be attractive in terms of, you know, our looks or, or our status or our, you know, uh, personality or, you know, many of the, all of the different characteristics. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like, let's be honest about these things, right? Like we, we should do the work to put out signals that are attractive to the opposite it's, it's sex. It's just right? a big peacock thing. Right. right. We're just, we're frogs in my, croaking in the dark. It's a tiny peacock, it, but it, I understand. I get it. It's a peahen. I get it. It's not a cock. But like it that like, intimidates my penis when you call it a cock. <laughs> so it gets no, afraid. It's one feather. It's like just no, one. Don't you call me that. That's a, dream That's a lot more aggressive than I'm... I actually am. <laughs> don't don't put that kind of pressure on me. Because <laughs> I can't put any pressure on anything else. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting too because it makes it seem like one, there is, like you said, there is only one kind of attractiveness right. for men. And that's high status, meaning high status jobs. It, that's right. what it sounds like anyway. Like you make a lot of money. I don't know how you get a high status looks. I don't know how that works, right? Well, I, so I, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think that that makes sense. If you use the term high status, you mean something like power or money. And most of those times those two are linked. But what does that make women? It's saying that all they care about is one thing. One, one average. All they right, care about right. is a single thing, right. period. Yeah. They are so basic and so un, un, uninterested, uninterested in other things that they're, and they're so easily won over and they're so, I mean, clearly non-thinkers because they just don't, it, they, they almost don't even have the capacity to think if you say that they're so simple. Right. And it, it's like his, his, like his idea, his solution seems to be, to take the decision-making process away from the individual and reorient what we find attractive so that people who don't do the work of being like, of, of, of finding ways to attract a mate still somehow get one. Yeah. Like he just wants to like redistribute the, the wealth of partnership. It's a good way to put right? it. It's like a and Marxism it's, for it's yeah. super weird. Yeah. It's super, super, yeah. super weird. Like, it's it's like it's um it's a way for him to appeal to a base of people who don't take care of themselves and are as a result unsuccessful with other people socially and to pat them on the back and to say the fairy tales all agree with you and I'm sorry and here's what we should do is we should create this sort of uh market wherein we give you know you get a woman and 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 and he's not even indirect about that. Like he's he, like he very much comes out and says, yeah. like, yeah, well, you know, why do you think yeah. these guys are shooting up the the whatever? It's because yeah. they can't get a chick. And, and what does that say about guys too? Where it's just it's like just awful. It's just awful all around. It's it's the worst view of humanity because you you know you're a guy who's first off unappealing, right? right. And whether that's a, like we said, there's many avenues to be appealing right. and you're choosing to be unappealing in every single right. one. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. And so, and so you're unappealing and you are such a shitty person that 
because you're frustrated with your own inadequacies, you will hurt and injure other people. So our job as in society is to placate you. Yeah, all right, yeah. You know, we're supposed to placate this person who's such a shitty garbage person who's going to injure other people because they're mad about how the world's treated them. Well, That's, yeah. What does that say yeah. about guys, right. too? And there's a, there's a great example of that in, in this article where one of his supporters, you know, says, you know, I'm, and the guy's 25 years old, the guy quoted in this article. He says, my mom's been on my case for a long time to clean my room. And it wasn't until I went and saw this lecture by Jordan Peterson that I realized that cleaning my room was just a, another way to take control of my life. And so I started cleaning my room and I thought, you're a 25 year old man who lives with his mom and can't even be bothered to perform basic household hygiene. You're like, there is there. The problem isn't women. The problem is you are unattractive. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not putting in the effort. There's, there's an idea that like, that we should just be accepted. Without any effort. And we don't you don't get anything worthwhile without effort, except for in this worldview. Yeah, in this world. This is a worldview where men yeah. are granted women yeah. without effort. Yeah. And that is like insanely misogynistic. Yeah. It's insanely misogynistic. And this motherfucker makes like 80 grand yeah. oh, a yeah. month. He's the incel Tony Robbins. He is. Yeah, man. He's fucking, he's out there with his like I had little no mic idea. on. It was so Dude bad. Dude makes fucking fatty banks. I had no he makes, clue. And, and we talked earlier, neither of us, neither of us begrudge him the money. We begrudge that he's spreading horrible, shitty ideas and reinforcing insult ideas. Yeah, this is, this yeah. is exact. Like this guy is literally what's wrong with the world. And he's selling it as patting you on the head yeah. and saying, don't fix your personal inadequacies. It's the world that's the wrong. World, yeah. Let's fuck! i fuck anything that moves! <laughs> oh, this is the fucking craziest shit. This is from Right Wing Watch. Mueller accuser Jack Berkman promoted baseless conspiracy theories, accused Chief Justice Roberts of using opioids. This guy's awesome. This guy is insane so this is like safe wire is that what it was called uh what is it called it's a uh, surefire surefire thank you surefire intelligence yeah, he, called, he created this thing called surefire intelligence and as as a part of that he was caught trying to find women that he could pay off who would uh create a claim that robert mueller sexually assaulted them yeah um when all of this kind of came to light one of my favorite parts of the story is when when they started sleuthing back what Surefire was, yeah. the phone numbers eventually go back to his mom's, his voice mom's voicemail. voicemail. <laughs> and they they started doing reverse image searching and they found like a bunch of models yeah. for the like, people that work there. Yeah, the CEO, and it's yeah. like some it's like, like some model. Some model. <laughs> yeah. Um one of the things that I thought was great was there was a, a video press conference that they held today <laughs> and like at one point a, a couple people ask questions the the entire time first off the entire time one of these guys has this fly down <laughs> so so that's the first thing what one of your I, questions if you were uh, like hey uh xyz <laughs> i have a question does it have to breathe all the time or you know uh, yeah 
I, it's not so much a question as a statement. Uh, it is not that cold in here. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I have a statement as well. I don't think you're happy to see me. <laughs> but he basically. Up, your yeah, penis is yeah. very small. Okay, that was less. That was, was a lot on the nose. There was there's a point where he, the one one of these guys, and I don't remember what they asked, gets thrown out of the room because uh, they ask a question or say something. Um, oh yeah, at one point the the older guy comes over and starts talking about the younger guy, and the older guy is saying, "Oh, he's like a child. This kid's like a child prodigy. He's done more in his life than Mozart did, or something like that." Is what he says. Mm -hmm. And somebody in the back of the room says, "Yeah, he couldn't even figure out how to how to start a uh, an." E-Trade account or something like that uh -huh. is what he said. Right. I don't know what that referenced, mm -hmm. but as soon as he said it, they called security to escort this reporter out. And then the last, one of the last things that happens is one of the last questions shouted to them. And I played this for Tom earlier is one of the reporters screams out from the back. Are both of you ready for federal prison? <laughs> <laughs> and they, they answer the question with, no, we're not ready. <laughs> We are not ready for federal prison. Not yet. Oh, uh, but shit. It's, it's, it's coming. It's funny because, you know, you go to Reddit and Reddit is a very, I, I'm sure, male dominated thing because, you know, you see what's upvoted and it just makes sense that yeah, it would be right. very male dominated. But whenever there's a woman who has falsely accused a guy and they've accused a guy of sexual assault and they get caught and then it comes out and then they get charged. Go to the comment section. First off, it's the number one upvoted thing on Reddit for I'm like sure. two weeks right. straight. Like it never gets right. a single downvote, right? And one of the things that happens is you start scrolling through the comments. And the comments are all, they should put lock her up for twice as long as the guy was going to get locked up. They should lock her up forever. They should lock her family up. They should, they should cut out her vagina. <laughs> they should make a bigger <laughs> vagina out of her vagina. Like the comments are the worst. <laughs> They're the worst. And so you read through and you're just like, holy shit, these people fucking are super mad. But look at, look at this, right? Like, mm -hmm. look at, look at what's happening here. You have these guys that are fabricating a rape charge, right? They're fabricating this thing. And the women won't go along with yeah. that. And the women, that's the other thing. Like the women are like, they're offered I'm not going to do that. They have, there's something in it for them, right? right? There's a, there is a clear benefit. The amount of money that they offered was like 20 or $50,000 or something. I had heard. I don't know exactly. Right. It's in the tens of thousands of dollars that they were offered. According to one, one of these women. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, they, but this whole thing, when I read this, I was like, this speaks to the difference between an allegation and a credible allegation. Right. right. And like, there is still a contingent of people that do not understand that. Like, Especially with this high profile kind of shit. Robert Mueller be really high profile. Like, that's not a guy you accuse yeah, right, right, lightly. Right. Right. Be like, I'm just gonna call all of my friends at the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like there is a difference between an allegation and a credible allegation. Like, nobody with any sense is confusing or conflating the two. So, like, any attempt to to say that all allegations are the same, that all allegations are treated as credible in the same way. This is this is literal proof that that's not the case, that there is a difference between an allegation and a credible allegation. The credible allegation has been vetted in some way, and usually in pretty strict and stringent ways, and in genuinely honest, intellectually, and, and uh, uh, investigatively honest ways. I'll bet you, do you want to, I, I, and I'm, I'm sure this happened, somebody probably checked out Christine Blasey Ford's bank account. 
I'm when sure. they vetted her, right? When they, yeah. when they, when they, for a big deposit, yeah, for a big deposit, right? Yeah. Within the last five, six years or something like that, they probably checked. I'm, 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 I'm almost positive they would have. There, there doesn't seem like any reason why they wouldn't. That seems like yeah. a perfectly rational, valid thing to do to double check to see if there's some big, crazy deposit into our account. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. It just makes sense yeah, because, to do. because of the high profile high nature profile of what was going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you hear how these people talk about and it, and this press conference that they released today. Listen to how they talk about Christine Blasey Ford. Listen to what they have to say about her. They're clear misogynist. I mean, oh, the sure, way they yeah. talk about her. Yeah. Absolute misogynist. And then the mm. way they talk about their allegations, these reporters, they don't give up. They keep on pointing out that like, you're doing the exact same thing. You you went after Christine Blasey Ford for, um, for going to the media. You're holding a press, press conference. conference. Do you like to fuck? Well, the guys at Cognitive Dissonance want to help you out. It doesn't matter if you fuck yourself, someone else, or lots of someone else's. Their sponsor, AdamandEve.com, has all kinds of things to make fucking more interesting and more fun. Right now at AdamandEve.com, if you type in Glory at checkout, you get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. AdamandEve.com. Treat your genitals to a good time. This story is from Right Wing Watch. Uh, this is a story about Gab, the social media platform uh, that used to be, where anti-Semites and white nationalists have free reign. So, um, what? <laughs> Jesus what is this Christ. fucking screen cap? Wait, is this that's the CEO? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, some fucking neck beard, fucking baseball cap wearing dipshit. You know what? Okay, so now just focus on this area of his face. The incesty part. Does he? Doesn't he look like? Um, like there's a like this part is an alien and this is the antenna for the alien. <laughs> it does. If you guys look at this, look at his nose. The He's way got his an nose, alien wear thing. Yeah, going look, on. At, look at the way his nose meets his mouth. Like there's a unpleasant looking guy. <laughs> this is the master race, everybody. <laughs> Behold the master, the master race. race. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, so what Gab is, um, Gab is basically the... Was. The, was. was I'm going to say was because I don't think it exists anymore. Well, let's see, Tom. Let's we're going to go. check it out. So uh, Gab.com. I bet it's going to work out great. Oh, Gab has spent the last 48 hours proudly working with the Department of Justice and FBI to bring justice. Oh, it's not 48 hours, hon. It's been a lot longer than 48 hours because that fucking, that attack happened on last Saturday or Sunday. Right. So it's been a week. So, so Gab is still week, down. Gab's still difference. down. Gab's probably not coming back yeah. up. So Gab is Gab is the social media platform for all the people who get kicked off of other social media yeah. platforms. So pause and think about how bad some of the shit you see <laughs> on some mainstream social yeah. media platforms is. They're the guys who can't hack it there. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like it's bad. It's bad. And it, and this is this is part of it. Cecil, you and I talked about this before the show. Like. This is part of that bullshit, um, hyper free speech, like free speech at any cost, radical free speech, radical free speech, honesty sort of nonsense. If we don't, if we pretend that there is no social contract around speech and around the exercise of speech, we're lying, right? right. There is a difference between free speech as defined by governmental interference in sure. our speech. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. everybody talked understands about this before. Yeah. Right. And free speech that violates the generally accepted social contract. Right. So if I just stand on my street corner, screaming the N word, 
That's perfectly legal. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. But Absolutely. I'm violating some significant social contracts mm, when I do that. That's going to get you beat. That's not going to work out well for me. Yeah, it's going to be rough. I and not thing. only is it not going to work out well for me, Cecil, it shouldn't work out and, well for me. And in the in the modern day when people can take a video of you, yeah. you're fired the next day. And you this, should this be, happens. Right? This happens every week. There's some racist who gets exposed because they can't control their temper and they can't control themselves, and they flip their shit on the street, and they start calling people racial slurs, and they get a video recording, and they lost their job, they lost their company, they lost their everything. Yeah. That happens all the time. You know, I feel like it's only possible that one of two things is true, right? Either the things we say matter and should be taken seriously, or the things that we say don't matter and nobody should take them seriously. If the things that we say don't matter and nobody should take them seriously, then why do we why talk? gather why together in social context? Why say right? anything? So I think that's clearly yeah. a stupid concept, right? I think it's very obvious that the things we say matter socially. Yeah. They yeah, have absolutely talking about very specific social consequences. So this thing like Gab is a place for these hate mongers to go. Yeah. And they can all do their five-minute fucking hate. Yeah. And it's legal. That's well, the other thing. It was legal it's, everywhere anyway. It, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's Facebook not against their Twitter, terms of service. Exactly. Yeah. So Facebook and Twitter and these other places said, yeah, we it, like nobody's saying you can't say it. I'm just saying you can't say it here. Yeah. So Gab was created. And Gab says, yeah, come on and say it here. And why is Gab down? Gab's down because one of the hateful, hateful members of that group was the anti-Semite who shot up a synagogue this weekend yep. in Pittsburgh. Killed 11 people. 11 people. And right before he did it, he posted to his Gab account something like, I'm tired of the Jews killing everybody. Fuck yeah. the optics. I'm going in. It was going that's in. That's a paraphrase, but not by a lot. Sure. You know? And he posted and reposted a bunch of anti-Semitic stuff. Right. He was an anti-Semite. Yeah. And, and, that's what, and that's what he did. He just posted a bunch of stuff that was based on it. And importantly, Gab got removed, not by the government. Nope. Gab got removed by a private enterprise. Yep. The, the service provider, right? Yeah. The internet service was, provider. I think it was GoDaddy. Yeah. GoDaddy said, sorry, we don't want you on us. Go, right. go somewhere else. So here's your server. It's the we info downloaded, war story. We downloaded everything you had. Just go somewhere else. Yeah. Go find someone else. Start your own ISP with hookers and blackjack. Go do that. I love that there is a social corporate reckoning yeah. with hate speech right yeah. now. That's taken. This is this is all brand new and yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. Because this is the violation of that social contract, which for a while, there was kind of a Deadwood thing going on on the on 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 some social media platforms. You know, it was kind of this, you know, no rules, wild west kind of thing. Do which and like I think collectively we've all decided, like, oh, that's terrible here too. Like, we don't want that in our restaurants, in our bars, in our neighborhood associations. We don't, we don't accept that. We don't accept it in our online spaces anymore either. Yeah. Mostly online spaces that most people I think it's wonderful. To. And the reason why those, those online spaces that don't accept it are thriving and, and flourishing and have, you know, billions of people. I don't know how many people are involved, but you know, yeah, hundreds right, of millions, yeah, right. let's say are involved in those social media is because it's, it's not, it's, it's, and I, I, I say these words knowing that they have a context, but it's a safe space. Yeah. Right. It's a space where I, I shouldn't have to see it and I don't have to see right. it. And I think that's why they flourish. They flourish because of that. 
He, I, I would gather that Gab was certainly not rivaling Twitter in users, <laughs> right? Because right. people came and they're like, gosh, this is what a yeah. garbage place. Though, you know, a while back, Reddit did the same thing. Reddit had this thing called where they they took the the Donald, which is a subreddit that they have there that talks about Donald Trump and basically just lets Donald Trump ejaculate on their faces of all the people who subscribe. And they changed the algorithm because everybody in the Donald would just upvote everything, period. It didn't matter what it was. They would upvote it a million times and then they would get their bot accounts to come in and upvote everything. And so there was just, you know, tons and tons and tons of upvotes on these things. More upvotes than other subreddits would right. be able to generate. Even large subreddits wouldn't be able to generate or keep up with as many upvotes as they were getting because they were using these bot accounts to only upvote. There was never any downvotes. And so it was just this, you know, they just had this, they, they, were, they, the were, they were hacking the algorithm and they would they would shoot stuff up to the very front page with all the Donald stuff. And it was covering the front page. I actually hid all that stuff during during the election last time because I was just like, I just can't deal with this. I'll right. go to visit it to see what they had to say for like a week, but I'm not going to see it every day. It's just too much. And so they changed the algorithm that no, that doesn't work yeah, like right. that anymore. And a bunch of people on the Donald got pissed and a bunch of people in other areas got pissed. And they wound up taking down some some other subreddits. I remember at one point they, they some people took down some subreddits. They took out a few subreddits before, and I don't remember what they were about. I want to say they they might have been the insult stuff, like maybe okay. they took down like an insult <clears throat> one or something like that. Um, and then they also took down another one where they were making fun of fat people. Um, and they they took these out, and a bunch of people were like, "Fuck you." I'm leaving. I'm going to vote. And it's V-O-A-T is what it's called. And it's basically Reddit. It's the same yeah, thing, right. same system. But they didn't have any terms of service. They didn't have any rules. Well, it's it's just a, I mean, yeah, it's there's a, people there. But it's rinky-dink by comparison. But it's tiny. Nobody yeah. wants to go there. First off, I don't want to go start a new whole new thing. But then secondly, I don't want to see you there. Right. Like, I don't want to go read yeah, aren't fat people funny? Her gadurga darga. I don't want to read that. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, you think fat people are gross. Great. Go think that. Nobody's stopping you from thinking that. Right. You can think that all you want. Go do it. But the thing is, is that in, in some ways, we were talking about it earlier, there's this real big conflict between these people. And the, the conflict is in there, you know, it's sort of this cognitive dissonance because on the one side, they want this total free speech, but they also want total free markets. Right. And this is a market response. And it is a market response. And so, that, you know, like it's that moment where they're just like, I don't know what to do. Freedom, uh, freedom, uh, freedom, uh, freedom. And then they just freeze they're yeah. like fucking Westworld. You got to pull their face off and work on them. I, I love that this kind of nonsense is getting pushed further and further into the periphery. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in sort of the larger online spaces. One thing that does make me concerned though is that and I, I don't know what the solution i don't even know if there is a solution for it but like we're in a place now which i think we've not been in ever before where you can have a very very niche minority viewpoint that that is shared by less than half a percent of the population right an incel hate-filled anti-semitic kind of viewpoint right and you can find a place online where it looks like hundreds of thousands of people agree with yeah, you. Yeah, they might agree with you. And that that's that's very validating to that set of views. Whereas if you were just out and about in the in the real world, you would not find any home for those views. You would find nothing but challenge, right? 
If I take those views out into the real world, those views would be constantly under a microscope. They wouldn't be welcome. They would be challenged regularly. But you can take them into these dark corners and you can have them amplified and magnified yeah. and reassured. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know how that part, that's the next part that's got to get fixed somehow. That said, I'm fucking thrilled that we're actually like that there is this social reckoning. I'm beyond thrilled as somebody who's, you know, spoken before about my concerns around social media. And I don't use social media anymore. I've, I've stopped using it um, because I have a lot of concerns about it. But like, I, I wonder if it will become a space that, that I can look at again at some point and, and re-engage. I don't know. But I, I look at this and I'm like, oh, there's a social reckoning. And it's about fucking time. I think it's great. I, I want to circle back to one of the things that you were talking about there about, you know, amplifying voices when you're in that group. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a conversation today talking about this in particular and uh, this synagogue shooting um, when they, they murdered 11 people in the Pittsburgh synagogue. And uh, I was talking to the person today and I was like, you know, I just, growing up, anti-Semitism to me always felt in like, something antiquated. Yeah, me too. It never felt like a real, like, and I, and I, I don't want to come off as somebody who's like, cause I, clearly I'm naive and I'll admit yeah, that, right? I'll admit world, that. Man. Yeah. I'm also living in a liberal bubble most of my mm -hmm. life in Illinois again. So I, I, I admit those, right. I admit those things. That's a privilege of mine. Same with relatively few Jews yeah. too, by, yeah. by comparison to like yeah. New York, for example. Yeah. So I am, I am definitely saying yeah. that I am privileged in the sense yeah. that I didn't yeah. have to see that. I saw plenty of um, people of color racism growing up. That mm -hmm. was something that I was witness to many times. But racism against Jews was something that was just so rare to me. Yeah, it me just I, I I was something I would never even consider. Nobody even ever ever really talked about the Jewish faith or Jewish culture. That never ever really came up. I you know. I think once in a while I would see, you know, Hanukkah or Happy Hanukkah and be like, oh, I guess that's their Christmas. Like, I had no idea. That's like, exactly literally, how I felt. Like, like, literally no idea what it's about. It's just another religion. Just like I, another, yeah. yeah, it's like Kwanzaa right. or something. Like, I don't know. It's like a, it's it's whatever it is. I don't know what it is. But I never really had anybody in my life that was, that was Jewish or any of that stuff. And so I remember when I was, uh, you know, just out of high school, I was hanging out with a group of kids. They, it was like a, a punk rock sort of heavy metal group of people. And there was a subsect of that group called skinheads mm -hmm. and the skinheads were, they liked the same music. They shaved their heads. They had swastikas on their shoulders. I was talking about it today and I was thinking, you know, like this feels like my dad's sort of like, it's, you know, when they say like, this isn't your dad's soda or whatever, right. you know, this it's isn't like, your dad's like, racism. Like a, it, but, but this does feel like my dad's, right. like yeah. it does feel like that era's racism. Right. It doesn't feel like, because when those kids were around, I never thought they were racist. What I thought they were was trying to be edgy, yeah. right? I never felt like that's a real racist. That's a that's somebody who's trying to impress his friends by saying, look at how counterculture I am. Look at how away from everything. Mean, it's just a peacock game mm -hmm. on trying to show people how different you were. Because right. that is, it's an Olympic sport when you're a teenager to right. show people how fucking <laughs> different you are. And so- that's what, that's what that How was. How are you different? I want to be different the same way. It's exactly. <laughs> Imitation is the finest sort of flattery. Flattery, <laughs> goddammit. We're all different yeah. in this group the same way as the other groups that's different than our group. <laughs> shut up. You shut up. <laughs> but it's, but it, it was one of those things that I was thinking about today. And I was like, 
you know, it feels antiquated. It feels weird to me. It feels strange. And I wonder if there is something to what you're saying, which is, you know, it is antiquated and weird and nobody does that sort of thing. And it's not like I'm saying like, like being racist to people of color is a better racism. Okay. No, so you're not. so no, don't, no, don't, don't, don't I, misconstrue yeah. that by me saying that. It's just that I guess I've seen that more. Yeah. And so it's not like I grant it some level of credibility, but I definitely say I, I've seen it more. I thought it was more pervasive than yeah. anti-Semitism. Right. I'll be honest. Like the, the whole idea of anti-Semitism was so foreign to me that when I remember learning about the Holocaust and I remember being very confused how they knew somebody was Jewish and why people who are Jewish didn't just say, but I'm Christian. Because it was just a set of ideas. I, I thought the same about thing. Your faith. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, well, I would just I would just lie. I would just say I was yeah, Christian. I, yeah. I never understood that it was a cultural identity yeah, right. until distressingly later in I my life. I thought that when I was in high school and I learned about it, I thought yeah. pretty much the same yeah. thing. It I was did like, not make any sense. I was like, wait, wouldn't you just pretend? I think like the idea of being identifiable as culturally familially Jewish. Yeah is something that at least I, I will say that I had never been exposed yeah, right. to on a personal right. level well into my late 20s. Yeah. I don't know if it was that late for me, but yeah. Yeah. But it's 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 an interesting thing that's that's coming about. And I wonder if there is something to, to, to say, you know, like, you know, maybe there are some weird, dark, shitty areas of the of culture, especially of technology that that allow people to communicate with each other in a way that's, that's, you know, that, that is hate speech and gets people sort of like realizing that they're not the one and also being able to pollute people's minds with more and more and more of that hate to cause them to actually commit some sort of violence because they are so afraid or so amped up up about it. I love the old days. You know what they used to do to guys like that when they were in a place like this, they'd be carried out on a stretcher folks. (laughs) I love this so much because I don't understand what this means. This is from Right Wing Watches. Liz, 10 fingers. Eight fingers. Croken. Bombs sent to Democrats may have been a white hat operation. Huh. That's interesting. I don't even know what that means. Mm, Let's figure it out. Here's Liz. To be completely honest with you, this. You've never done that once. I just want you to know straight up. That's never uh, let's happened. be fair. I don't think she's lying. I just think she's stupid. <laughs> like, I think that there's right. <laughs> I think she believes it. That does not make it better. Uh, and also doesn't make it true. Right. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't solve <laughs> either of these problems. Their false flags are getting so sloppy that we got to stop and we got to talk about the mail bomb guy. Okay. Just for a few minutes, yeah. just for people. We, we, when we recorded last week, mm-hmm. um, there was just mail bombs out. Right. Yeah. There the was, guy, hadn't, the been guy hadn't been caught. Yet. Right. Guy got caught Friday during right. the day. Um, and as soon as they caught him, his truck, <laughs> his truck, covered in mugging stickers, his, his fucking van down by the river uh-huh. was covered. Absolutely. Every single space in every window was covered with like jack off fantasies of Donald Trump. Right. There was one window that had Michael Moore, Hillary Clinton, a couple other people with radicals, like target radicals on their face. Um, You know, this guy was, this guy was clearly like, and he was, and he's, he was in Michael Moore's movie, the uh, Fahrenheit one. They went to, they had filmed, Michael Moore went to go film at, uh, I don't know what it was called, something 
11, nine or something or something. Okay. Or I forget what the new movie is called. Whatever his new movie is up. They went to go film at a Trump rally before the election. Okay. And so they went out of their way to, uh, to film there and they're panning. And there's a bunch of people like, fuck CNN, suck my dick, CNN. And it was like, it's actually kind of terrifying to oh. watch these people because they're really, they're actually kind of scary. Like they're, they're like, fo- like almost foaming at the mouth, like rabidly screaming how much they hate fake news and they hate these people. And this one guy standing there and he's got a sign over his head and it's just as crazy as his fucking window. Oh. And he's got it over his head and he's waving it and his stickered full and tons of fucking like plus signs <laughs> yeah, and a fucking right. weird equation going on. And he's got it over his head. And this was the guy who they found out mailed a All bunch of IEDs yeah. to a, uh, a bunch of Democratic people. And one thing that we talked about last week, and the reason why we didn't bring it up last week is because there was no leads, right? We right. didn't know who did it. Well, what the evidence we had was someone was targeting Democrats, right? That was the evidence that we had. Uh That's all we had, Mm -hmm. but that was it. That's all you had. So it was like, it would have been a story of us saying someone's targeting Democrats at the end, but we were, I'm certainly not going to come out and be like, it's definitely a MAGA guy. Cause I don't know who was doing it. You don't know who's doing it. And, uh, basically what happened to the next day. Yeah. It was a mega guy. You know what people thought was true was true. Yeah. It's not always, it's true. not always true. And you should wait. Yeah. And you should wait until you get somebody who's actually done it. Have right. some evidence before you say it is definitely that guy. And nobody's doing that anymore. There's this rush to judgment. The other side of that is that there was a ton of people saying it's not, it's clearly a false flag. It's so easily seen that it's a false flag. They were pointing to none of the weapons had detonated. Um, the IEDs, none of the IEDs had detonated. They were saying that they didn't even know that they were actually bombs. We don't know, like we, we the, the bunch of people said they weren't bombs. Uh, maybe they weren't even functional bombs. They were, uh, they were sent so close to the midterms. They, you know, like they were intercepted before they actually made it to the people on many occasions. You know, they're pointing all to all these. points to is an incompetent bomb. That's all it does. And it also, it, point, it points to a competent group of people who are stopping it from getting to the people and making yeah. sure they get to it in time. Can we, and, yeah, can we pause and talk about that for a second? Like, do you think that when you mail something to like Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama, that he just goes out to his mailbox and whatever any asshole dropped in a fucking mailbox yeah. arrives at Barack Obama's doorstep mm-hmm. like he's you. Yeah. He <laughs> he's not you. you. He ain't you. You do not matter. Yeah. You, nobody knows if you die tomorrow. Barack Obama is Barack motherfucking Obama. <laughs> he is still protected by a Secret Service contingent yeah. and will be protected yeah, by that contingent life. until he dies. Yeah. And it will not likely be by a mail bomb because people check that shit. Yeah, he's got a he's got a whole bunch of illegal immigrants that they 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 just like they walk on his back when he needs it. (laughs) They taste all the food. They start his car. Right. Yeah. You know, like Monday, Tuesday, Friday, boom, (laughs) and then they blow up. That's what happens. That's just like Godfather Two or whatever. This Honduran's coming handy. (laughs) That's why he ordered fifteen hundred (laughs) more. And Amazon doesn't deliver. No, those. it's all DoorDash. Yeah, they, yeah. it's all it's border dash. DoorDash <laughs> banging on your door, trying to run in when you open it. I want to say though, uh, you know, this is something that sort of broke over the weekend, right? And so, um, so, but a bunch of people thought that this was a these this this is clearly a false flag attack. 
surprising enough, Ben Shapiro was one of those people who came out and said, no, this is no, it's not a false flag. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's a silly thing to say. And so, um, at least he initially did. I don't know if he did after. I don't know if he walked it back since, but even yeah, like the president put bombs in quotes in one of his tweets. Oh yeah. As yeah. if bombs in quotes. And then Ann Coulter was, uh, she, she said some shit that was, yeah. you know, yeah, she did. also inflammatory than saying like basically no, saying conspiracy, conspiracy stuff, you know, and you're just like, well, that's, you know, these people are, they, they just don't want to believe that somebody on their side is that crazy. Yeah. Well, and, and I, Trump said something. Um, and I actually thought he had a good point. He said, you know, don't, don't confuse. And he's right. Don't confuse. He's right to a certain degree. Don't confuse a, a, a political person with the crazy antics of that person's followers. And he pointed to the guy who shot up that baseball game, who was a supporter of Bernie Sanders. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, who yeah shot I do. Up? Yeah. I do. And, and that's fair. Um, big, partly and largely, I would say, because Bernie Sanders is not trying to foment division around race and politics. I think and also you, call for violence. I mean, there's right. many times Trump has said, go ahead, rough that guy up. Yeah. Like, like so there has the, to be some. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, there is the difference. I think in general, I agree with Trump's advice. Don't confuse, don't conflate. It's, you know, a crazy person cannot be said to be acting for Tom, right? Right. Like if you happen to be a Tom fan, I don't know why. If you happen to be a Tom fan, you go do something crazy. You can't be like, Tom's not responsible for that. You would though, if my message was a violent message. Right. We are responsible for the content of our messages. Yeah. And when when our messages are Infowars crazy or Trump divisiveness or violent, then yeah, now all of a sudden we have some responsibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The narratives are falling apart. I mean, I'm on Twitter and I'm reading all these people who are saying, wow, even my liberal friends are saying it's obvious that this is a false flag. So you're on an anonymous network and somebody tweeted something and that's a reason it's worse than that yeah she's reading what somebody wrote about a conversation their friend had (laughs) yeah i guess you're right it is a little worse my friend had a conversation with their friend and i read about it and are you serious (laughs) with this shit that is a, like my brother's secretary's uncle's puppy yeah. once told me a story. It's even what's the worst game of telephone. And their false flags are just they're getting so poorly orchestrated and and but they act- almost seem like not no, false. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. They go out of their way to like dot all their eyes and cross all their T's and misspell Wasserman Schultz. <laughs> and yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> how many false flags? Is it two false flags equal a positive? Huh. I don't know how many. <laughs> That is, I don't know the math on that. I'm, it's, I, it's, it's common core terrorism. Is it a spoonful of pipe bombs? <laughs> Which one is it? Executed. That part of me wonders if this is a white hat operation. I don't even know what that is. What is a white hat operation? Uh, it's when you go into White Castle and they wear those <laughs> little teepees on their head and then they serve you a fart burger. <laughs> is this like a... <laughs> Are disgusting. When was they are not. They are not disgusting. Know, that's the when you're drunk. When you are hammered, they, they are, are amazing. Unbelievable manna from heaven. Yeah. They are absolutely the most stunning thing. But when you're sober, not. You're like, huh? Oh, that's more disappointing than I remember when I was drunk. Anytime after one a.m. 
particularly if you're they are they are amazing. They are amazing. They are a fucking money. When you're ravenously hungry, like you say, 1 a.m., like let's say you got done with like a 10-hour shift or something at work. Like, you know, like yeah. maybe, maybe even like when you would get off of work at like Circuit City or whatever with the long day. Right. Yeah. You go to like you go to this place, like I, I know I used to work in a yep. warehouse and we used to go hit White Castle like once a week after work. Yeah. And you're ravenous from all day. You, you sit down, it's two in the morning. You get, you worked right. in, from 10 in the morning till two and you're just like, oh my God, these are the greatest things ever. But you know, when you, also when you're drunk, yes. amazeballs. Yeah. The next day, Oh, it is. The, they are yeah. like made out of stomach cramps. Yeah. If, you <laughs> could eat, if you could <laughs> eat a stomach cramp. Are. I, I do remember very clearly the last time I had White Castle, I, I had more than two. Like, like a, they have you like a, a mascot called Crampy, and it's just a hamburger that's doubled over holding itself. It's just, oh, God. Crampy. Crampy don't feel so good. Crampy's, Crampy's got to go to the bathroom again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do like, do you remember the last time you ate them? I do. I everybody does. I do. Yeah. I was uh on my way home after a long day out and it was one of those places I had skipped dinner and lunch that day. And so it was maybe 10 o'clock at night, late. I wanted to get some food. I stopped, I ordered them. The first one was okay. Yeah. But after the first one, there's sort of this film that gets yeah, in your gets, mouth. Yeah, it's like drinking a can. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, there's a, like, why does it taste like the Exxon Valdez? <laughs> like, it feels weird. But yeah, like I, I remember I ordered four of them. I had four. Uh -huh. I ordered four cheeseburgers and I always ask for, I don't like pickle. Yeah. I know you, I, yeah, 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 I know you like them. I'm not a fan of pickles and I always order all my burgers, no pickles. And I will tell you, I can order a hundred burgers, no pickles, and I will get maybe four without pickles. Every time really? they don't care. They're just like, whatever. Like, this comes They'll out, put comes. extras on. They're just <laughs> like, they dunk it in the juice. And it's the worst when you drive because when you drive and you're like, you bite into it and like, uh, and you're pulling the pickle out with your teeth. <laughs> you gotta taste it. And you're like, fuck, that's gross. And so in the, like, but that's the worst. So they all had pickle on them, even though I said no. So I ate, Wine Castle three homes ago. It was that three long homes ago. ago. Three homes ago. And I remember I ate White Castle. And it was so bad he had to get three homes oh, away. I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I had to move towns. Yeah. It, like, three homes away. Like that bathroom a, was just. We have a friend that works off. for the EPA. She condemned my yeah, home for me. She just walks by with the White Castle meter and weighs it. Nope. Sorry. She declared it a brown zone yeah. is what I'm saying. Three. But what'd you have? Do you remember what you had? I had a bunch of cheese. Somebody, I had a party and somebody brought over a bunch of those, like a Crave case or yeah. whatever. And I ate a volume of those because they're White Castles. Yeah. And I called in sick to work. I don't. You like, don't do that either. I don't. I was like, oh God, it's all bro. I went to work when I had meningitis. <laughs> I had meningitis. I went to work. It's so bad. White you're, Castle you're going to the bathroom. You're like, I'm going to fill this if I don't flush. Yeah. Like, what? you're just like, oh, like, and now also there's been like silly string coming out of me for like 30 <laughs> minutes. It's just like, I'm like a party popper here. I read infinite jest in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> one shitting. There's an anon that theorized that this is a white Oh, wait, hold on. Did she just say an anon? <laughs> hold on. That part of me wonders if this is a white hat operation, there was an anon that theorized that this is a white hat operation. There's an anon. Seriously, she is quoting. I just, 
There was an anonymous person. Why even say it then? I don't like know. why even why even like and the other thing too is don't say Anon because it makes it seem like there's like that's a person or something. Yeah. It's just anonymous, man. It's just a, just say anonymous yeah. because because you're trying to make it sound more important than it actually is. It's the least important thing you can do is listen to somebody that is going to give an anonymous opinion. Wouldn't it be great if QAnon was actually Kofi Anon? Like the... (laughs) (laughs) If he was just trolling everybody. (laughs) To get the National Guard and the military in the major cities to not raise too many red flags and not to cause too much chaos. They're already there. (laughs) Wait, so... So the mail bombs put those people. So you send a bunch of mail bombs out and then the National Guard comes out. Why? Quietly. The National Guard. The National Guard is just like, sorry, we've got to go to the post office. The National Guard rolls in in enough force to have some effect. Right. So I don't know what the multiplier for National Guard is to effect, but I presume it's pretty high. But if the National (laughs) Guard shows up. Yeah, because they're they're not good with fractions. (laughs) Let me tell you, the National Guard. And they're, but they're like, okay, there were mail bombs. So shh, you didn't see these tanks and armored vehicles. Were there, was there an armed contingent of American troops rolling into our city? Uh, There's mail bombs. Oh, I didn't see any. Oh, Jesus. I didn't know. Oh, okay. Oh, well, thank goodness they're here. Because uh, what Man. if there was a mail bomb you and we imagine? didn't shoot it with a missile? Could you imagine what would happen <laughs> if we didn't have that Humvee out here? <laughs> that mail bomb might explode. With and, that 50 cal on it? Right. Oh. Man, thank good. God bless America. <laughs> you know what? Cover something in a bald eagle for me. I'm too much concern to prepare people for the mass arrest. I mean, this, this, if this truly is a deep state false flag, it is so poorly done. You know, I- maybe it's because he could, like couldn't spell Wasserman Schultz. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's an indictment on. You know, all you have to do is just kind of look. Did you see his internet search history? No. So like Barack Obama's address. (laughs) Hillary Clinton's address. Him, H-I-M-E address. Like he misspelled home and like, like, I mean, like it's, it's the most, like there's all these. Yeah, he's a semi-literate. And and he he still had all the the mailing labels on his computer and shit. Like, (laughs) Like the guy's really bad. And I get it, right? A lot of people are like, how could you be this stupid? And you're like, yeah, well, only a really stupid person is going to actually send former, like, like presidents, c- presidents and country leaders and, right. you know, secretaries yeah. of state and current Congress people mail bombs. This is a stupid thing to do. It's yeah. just a stupid thing to do. They, they have a metal detector that's going to be able to detect what's in there. They run that shit through a fucking radio thing or whatever. Yeah. The right. waves as... As, uh, <laughs> as, as the coach would have said, yeah. the waves, the waves are all over. They've got, so, what they have is one guy at the post office yeah. who ate an aluminum yeah. sandwich and he's the just, detector. There's just one guy who just squeezes everything. <laughs> <laughs> they have to replace his hands every Charmin couple guy? of weeks. Who's the yeah, Charmin guy? Don't squeeze the <laughs> yeah, Charmin. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Whipple. Yeah. <laughs> he's now <laughs> a postal <laughs> worker. <laughs> Here lies Mr. Whipple. <laughs> he squoze the Charmin. I know Q says these people are stupid, but it's so hard for me to believe that they're that stupid. These bombs didn't even go through the postal system and they didn't have. Yeah, they did. 
Some of them did. Yeah. And then also, yeah. and then also some of them were like hand delivered too, yeah. like, which is why I think they caught him pretty quickly. The postage stamps on them and they were apprehending bombs that hadn't even been shot. They're apprehending bombs like a bomb with handcuffs. Come out with your hands up, bomb! <laughs> I want you to kneel on the ground, pipe bomb. <laughs> what are they? Was it a was it a boomba? Is that they're just trying to get... back slowly toward me? One hand on your head, the other one rubbing your stomach. <laughs> Shipped yet? But how did how did they even know that these bombs had been sent? I mean, the whole narrative. How do they know the bombs have been sent? How do we know things are true, Tom? Oh, my God. It's falling apart before it even started. And part of me is just can't believe that these people are that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's my favorite, yeah. but she's not not my she's favorite. <laughs> That's demonic, everybody. It is absolutely demonic. So this is Right Wing Watch. Uh, this is also on the mail bombs. This is Lance Walnew. Uh, Walnow? Walnow. Uh, weighing in. Mail bombs were a demonic attempt to dissuade Christians from voting Republican. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> All right, this is Lance. All right. And so now Christians are, go- are coming under the embarment of a manipulated demonic news cycle because of... Coming under the embarment? I, I want to hear him say, <laughs> this is his... Packing a or picking a patch of pickled peppers moment or whatever. What did, he what he wrote he this or, or decided he can't even pronounce this. And so now Christians are go, are coming under the bombardment of a manipulated demonic news cycle because. <laughs> what, is he, what is he trying to say? Tom? I would like a transcript. What of is that. he trying to say? You think? I think he's saying that Christians are coming under a bombardment of a <laughs> manipulative <embarment>? news cycle. <laughs> but he he. He can't say what he thinks he's saying okay. right now. Let me listen to him. It's so good. Is it, that's the case. Well, I want to transcribe really it a little bit. All right, here we go. And so now Christians are, go- are coming under the bombardment of a Christians manipulated are go- demonic are coming news under cycle. Christians are coming under a of the- coming under. It's amazing. I get it. And so now Christians are, go- are coming under the bombardment of a manipulated demonic news cycle because, of course, the devil is the master of propaganda and he must <laughs> get control of the apparatus of American government. He has to. <laughs> pause, it, pause it just behind him on his whiteboard it just says goats <laughs> it says all nations something sleep maybe I don't know and it says goats, goats. <laughs> there's a line coming from goats maybe. like okay we start yeah. at goats and that's our presupposition and maybe then they're listing the, maybe they're listing the greatest of all time maybe the, maybe there's <laughs> just a whole list of greatest of all time people they're all the point, goats are yeah. you like, let me diagram this out for you. See, we start with goats. <laughs> I love these guys. It's kind of sweet. Goats. 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 <laughs> and then he looks at the audience and just faints. <laughs> what if somebody opens an umbrella and it just... <laughs> <laughs> now I know what you're thinking. The media, right? Wrong. Uh-huh. Goats. <laughs> I like to think that everything, that he, every single moment of punctuation, any kind of wild gesture gets pointed at goats. Goats. Oh, it's amazing. All right. So I still didn't understand the second part. I got to play it. Again. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let me just start. <laughs> 
And so now Christians are, go- are coming under the bombardment of a manipulated demonic news cycle because, of course, the devil is the master of propaganda and he must get control of the apparatus of American government. He has to. Wait, of course, the devil is the master of propaganda and he has to get a hold of the apparatus of government because he is the master of propaganda or that's what he uses to get control of the apparatus of American government. Aren't these the same people who think that like that liberals are the weakest people, but also in control of everything? Like there's always this. this well, like, yeah, it's because the devil. The end. Goats. Oh, no, wait. I'm go. <laughs> and so you have the news cycles. You have the news cycle about the crazy stripper in Florida who's, uh, you know, bombing people with 13 pipe bombs, which you're not hearing is the bombs were designed in such a way that they really wouldn't go off. They were wait, med- strip, a stripper in Florida. He was a male stripper. Oh, he was yeah, he? he was a male stripper. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. He's just a, a male stripper. Like it, when, when they show him like holding the, the sign over his head, you're like, that dude's got some guns. Like, oh, he was, okay. He was diesel. He's a pretty huh. big guy. All right. He also had like a shoe shine haircut. Like his haircut is like dyed in. Like it was really <laughs> strange looking. Like, Look at a couple of pictures of this guy. He's really, huh? You know, he's kind of weird. No. That's strange. Wait. You would think he would be normal. The or guy with a, a goat. <laughs> <laughs> he's a wear goat. He's a wear goat. <laughs> meant to send a message. They're being, uh, they're being presented. Or maybe he's just incompetent. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like the other option is he's incompetent and doesn't know how to make a pipe bomb. That's yeah. a possibility too. It's also possible that he was just trying to scare people. Yeah. Like, it's possible that, like, he just wanted to scare the hell out of people. Yeah. And it's also possible that he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And it's also possible that maybe they they were functional because they have been treating them as... as and and I, I read an article after the fact that said that they, they considered them live explosives. Right. So, you know, there is, like, you know, look, that I haven't been able to find an article after the fact that says they were definitely bombs, but I know that they treated them like they were bombs. So there were all these high-tech explosive devices that that they don't bother to say, how could somebody send, have be sophisticated enough to create 13 bombs, get home addresses for these people, and not one of them goes off even in a mailbox? Well, they were all Wait, sent. He's so sophisticated that they didn't go off in the wrong place? I guess, yeah. Because you don't, if you build a mail bomb, it's not to blow up a mailbox. Yeah, or a mail worker. A, right, yeah. if you blow up a mailbox, you're an idiot yeah. with an M80. Yeah. That's all you are. You're a teenager with an M80. Yeah. Like, and I, I like this idea that he's putting forth that, like, building a bomb is so hard to do. It's not hard to do. Shit blows up. Like, you can just go buy a bunch of fucking black powder and put yeah. a bomb together. You know, and that's legal to buy. Yeah. You can buy Tannerite and shoot it as a recreational thing. Like, shit that blows up is not hard to come by. Yeah. The mail bombs put together by a male stripper. That makes sense. <laughs> They're just bombs. It's just bombs. <laughs> yeah, you cross, you be cross multiply for the mail and it's just bombs. What if like his stripper name was just DeBomb and he was confused? <laughs> like he just got all mixed up. Ladies, welcome to stage TNT, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's dynamite. <laughs> Watch him explode, ladies. <laughs> to, to processing centers. They weren't sent to personal addresses. You know why? Because processing centers. I thought you just said he got all their addresses. He just said. He literally just said. Literally it, just yeah. said moments before. And you know why they're sent to processing centers? So they can be processed, maybe? By before goats? They- <laughs> 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 can, can, can pick them up and find them. And the bombs themselves were not designed really to hurt you. The guy goes, the only sentence he said before the Lord shut him up, 
is I never wanted to hurt anybody. They weren't designed to really go off. Before, Before the, the Lord, Lord shut them up. The Lord the, shut him up. The Lord was like, "Quiet down! Don't wait for your wait for your attorney <laughs> yeah, now." Exactly. I know the demons done made you did it. It's all part of our little cosmic chess games we playing. But wait for your attorney. But you won't hear that. What you're going to see is stickers all over the place about his van. The guy who was uh, doing the pipe bombs uh, was uh, possessed, just like the guy who went into the synagogue is possessed, just like anybody who appears to be on the right. Who behaves badly? Yeah. We can say those Easily guys are all possessed. They were possessed by goats. Right. Makes sense. But the principalities and powers are desperate to try to kill the momentum of people that are in the movement that are helping Donald Trump withstand the destruction of America. And so the media is facilitated and blessed by cycles of demonic manifestation because they will spin it in order to discourage good people. What in the from fuck feeling does that mean? The, the, can I hear that little last yeah, five sure. seconds yeah, again? Yeah, I, yeah. I literally, I'm not even playing. What the fuck does that even mean? The people that are in the movement that are helping Donald Trump withstand the destruction of America. And so the media is facilitated and blessed by cycles of demonic manifestation because they will spin it in order to discourage good people from feeling confident about supporting their cause. Wait, okay, so I'll go, okay, okay, okay. okay. What if if there's a a guy? Let's say I'm a I'm a Trump supporter. Let's say I'm a goat and a Trump supporter. Let's say both of those. Things. I don't. Yeah. Let's you just could, say both. That's of those a little redundant here. phrase, actually. I don't. So let's say I ate my MAGA hat and I'm on <laughs> just having lunch of MAGA hats and tin cans like you do. There I am standing precariously on something high, <laughs> and I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to vote. Do I stop and change my vote because somebody mailed mail bombs? I don't. I don't think I do. And I don't think that energizes any party. And I don't think it was, you know, they they made it seem like the one of the one of the narratives that they're trying to pour that the other side is trying to say is that it's false flags. They're trying to make it look like they're a victim or something. It's like, no, a victim of what? Victim of some guy? Like, you know, like I don't understand. It's not, I don't think that's gonna motivate any base. Like, I, no base out there is gonna be like the mail bombs. Quick, get me to the pallet box. I've got to cast my vote to stop the mail bombs from happening. Did we vote for mail bombs? Check, check proposition. Boom. What did we check for what mail bombs? Fuck? What would that do? It doesn't even make any sense. I feel like if there was a referendum called, should we send mail bombs to people? People still wouldn't vote out more than 67% of the time. Like, yeah, no. It still There's, wouldn't turn out yeah, the vote. And there would be a huge protest vote. Right. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Well, I wasn't really, I wasn't really motivated by any of the bombs, yeah, you know, yeah. like I really didn't feel inspired yeah. by any of those explosives. Yeah. I, I, I just don't understand what, what the, the cause, of and I, I, I understand, I understand there are some people who are saying, and we even said it to, to a degree that, you know, we need that they need to tone down that violent stuff because if they keep on like spouting violence, People will be violent, yeah. But I don't know that that's going to change anybody's mind on their on side and on voting. Look, if, if if you're right, you're right. If you're left, you're left. I don't think anybody is going to look and say, "Well, somebody with a bunch of bumper stickers mailed a couple of fucking crazy people bombs." So, like, my politics have suddenly changed. It doesn't. You know, change. when it turns out, abortion is yeah. wrong. Yeah, you know, exactly. like no one's doing that. Nobody. Right? That, this is a, this is a zero issue right. on anybody's ballot. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. pro yeah. mailbox. Yeah. It's not like or the synagogue shooter. The same right. thing. Right? Everybody hates you that know. Nobody. Nobody is like, man, gosh, you know this guy Maybe was a hateful a dude. You know, it's funny too because a bunch of people were pointing to it and saying he didn't like Donald Trump. He was he was attacking Donald Trump, and I'm like, who cares what he liked and disliked? Yeah. I don't care. He liked fucking Oreo cookie ice cream. 
Who the fuck cares? He's a fucking asshole who hates other people so much he has to shoot them. Right. What the fuck? Like, what? why would I care whether he hated or did? It's not going to change it, but he's opinion. Right. right. Why does his opinion have more weight? Because he backed it up with cowardly violence, yeah. right? Like, shooting a bunch of unarmed people does not lend his voice credibility or weight. It's not like I'm like, well, now let's hear from him. He yeah. might have something this- I haven't. No, like all of a sudden, this young like, guy's a go-getter. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's going places. Yeah. Federal prison. Federal prison forever. So we want to thank our patrons. We want to thank our all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons: Derek, James, Rachel, Mark, It's a Me, Rebecca, Utek. Come on, Noah's nasally stream of consciousness. It's so mean. I think it's nice of Noah or, to v- pay, you know, <laughs> be a patron. Nice. Yeah. And Susan, thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate all our patrons. Uh, so thanks for donating. Uh, we wanted to mention that we are starting up with the GAM guys, the scathing atheist guys. The Citation Needed crew is doing a vulgarity for charity. Very exciting. We're going to raise some money for Modest Needs, a charity that I think is near and dear to both of our hearts. Absolutely. Yeah. So Modest Needs, that's going to be uh, what we, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to donate to Modest Needs, send proof to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com. You send proof of a $50 donation and we will roast whomever it is you like. Make sure when you send that in, you include some sort of picture or description of who it is that you would like roasted, and we will roast literally whoever that is. If you want it to be a famous person, we'll roast them. If it's your best friend and you want to send a picture of them, send that along. If it's your aunt, your mom, your cousin, your brother, whatever it is, whoever you want roasted, you send your $50, proof of $50 donation or more, we will roast them. Um, You can donate as little as you want to Modest Needs. If you send us proof of of even a small donation, we're going to pick five people that donated under $50. And they get a roast. And they get a roast. But only five of those people that donate under 50 will get a roast. But that doesn't mean that if you don't have $50 to spend, you shouldn't spend your money this way. Donating to Modest Needs, you should spend your money that way and send us proof. No matter how small it is, we're going to put all those people in a big hat, draw five. We're going to we're gonna roast people based on that. And also, we're going to um, have a couple of celebrity roasters. And so... The person who donates the most will will definitely have a celebrity roaster, and the per, and we will also select a few people that donated fifty. And some of those people who donated very little amounts of money, you even have a chance to get a celebrity roaster. So no amount of money is too small to donate to Modest Needs. To enter to win, and to, yeah, it just donate because it's the right thing to yeah. do. Yeah, Modest Needs is an awesome organization, Absolutely. and I will say, like one of the few times I've actually been genuinely heartfelt moved doing this show was when we interviewed Keith yeah, from Modest, from Modest Needs. Needs. Yeah. It's an incredible organization yeah. and they really do a hell of a lot of good. Yeah. The, what, what Modest Needs is, is it's a group of, uh, it basically they have a, a, a fund. You donate to that fund or donate to individual people um, that are on the margins. They, they might've lost their job. They can't pay for their rent or they can't pay for their heat or they can't pay for their car payment. And these are, this is a direct way to stop someone from falling into or falling deeper into poverty. So 
it's a wonderful organization and, and you should donate to it. It's modestneeds.org is the website. And the roasts are going to be happening on uh, on our show, on Scathing Atheist, and possibly there may be one or two attached citation needed in the future. Um, so we'll let you know where and when those roasts are going to be happening, uh, when we'll be recording those and what shows those will be on. But uh, get your donations in now and those roasts will be happening in the near future. And I want to mention too, before we uh, actually recorded this episode we wound up going uh, live for a story. Uh, the story is a Dave Dobbenmeyer story, a doc coach, not a coach story. And so we had a great time, Tom. Oh, so much fun. We had yeah. a, a lot of fun. It's about yeah. 45 minutes. You can find it on YouTube, find it on Twitch, find it on Facebook. Um, you can also, if you're a patron, you can listen to the audio. We'll be posting that very soon. Um, but uh, but check it out. If you get a chance, go check it out. Uh, we thought we, we had a great time. So if you want to check it out, like we say, it's a, a little bit of an extra, about 45 minutes extra of recording this week. want to remind people that tomorrow they should go out and vote. And after they're done, they should come check out the live stream. Live stream with uh, scathing atheist, uh, citation needed, god-awful movie, skeptocrat, Heath Enright. And it's going to be a great time. We're going to have a great time in studio. It's a video feed. Chartreuse way. And it's going to be... <laughs> Chartreuse way. Video feed. So you could check us out. We're going to have a blast. We're going to be enjoying ourselves. So... So come join us after you vote. 8 p.m. Central is when we're going to be going live. We're going to skip our email this week. We're going to gather more email from last week. For, for next week, we didn't get a lot of emails this week, but we'll save the ones we got. But we will leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.